Hello everyone and welcome again to my podcast, Journey of a Body in Data Sciences with Joshua Matthew. It's uh, been a wonderful time before coming here and to speak with you guys. It's always a delight to share my learning experience over the past couple of days and how far I've gone. So, but to continue our discussion on data structures, today I'm going to be drawing a close to the series on data structures and I'll be talking about tuples and sets. Right, we talked about lists and dictionaries, so today we'll be concluding by talking about tuples and sets and how they are used, what their importance is when it comes to programming and to data science. The tuples are like lists, but the point here is that they are immutable. They cannot be altered or changed. Once you've declared a tuple, it is declared as is, used as is. It cannot be appended. You cannot insert. You cannot replace. Uh, you cannot um, make changes once it has been declared. And so you can only um, use the learn method that is to check for the length of the tuple, that is the number of elements or items that comprised in the tuple. Right, and you can actually concatenate tuples, that is if you've declared a tuple, and again, yeah, you declare tuples by using the parenthesis, uh, you can just assign a, a list of items in parenthesis to to a variable and it is stored as a tuple and so you can concatenate tuples say you've declared um, days of the week and maybe you just say days equals open brackets in strings monday comma tuesday and that is all you declared remember you cannot change these anymore right what you can do here is to concatenate and say okay create another variable and say this underscore updated for instance equals to this plus then you put uh, Wednesday in a in a string character that is quotation marks comma Thursday and like so what it does is that when you print this updated it gives you Monday Tuesday in a parenthesis comma the remaining ones that you just updated that is the wednesday thursday friday saturday and sunday that you've just added to the tuple it gives you both of those um that is the earlier tuple plus the update as tuples in a particular tuple called days underscore updated remember that is what we call the variable so you see in days underscore updated the whole results are in a parenthesis then the first part of the parenthesis shows days which is also in a parenthesis showing you that this is a tuple object in a tuple that's like a nested tuple then comma other elements which you've used to update the initial tuple remember you cannot change a tuple as it is that is why it instead of having um Wednesday to the end of the week added to days of the week which you earlier declared it's going to represent these as a tuple comma the remaining elements that you've updated there so it still shows you a clear difference that yes there's one tuple existing before and now you've just updated with a few 
so they are individual tuples in a collective tuple so it just gives you a nested tuple they're very handy for security reasons when you want to create a list or a collection of items that you do not want anyone dabbling into or anyone changing um, the content that contains right so you just want to create that collection and leave it fixed until the end of the program then tuple is the right um, tool to use so yeah that's how it works okay next is um are we talking about sets sets are a type of its own it, unlike tuples sets can only take unique um elements right in tuples you can have duplicates in lists you can have duplicates so like a dictionary that has a unique key value pair set has unique elements but unlike um list again and tuples they are not sequential they are unordered just like dictionary which is unordered sets are unordered that is you cannot get an element by virtue of calling it index so you can only get that element by calling the whole set and by performing set operations on that particular set or a couple of sets creating sets you could use the keyword which is set open brackets and close brackets that is you can declare and type cast for instance so to speak you can declare a set by saying set open brackets and put whatever you want to call as a set in it but then whatever you're passing in would be in form of a list size you use the square brackets so you want to create a set of numbers one to ten right you'd say okay number equals set open brackets then the square bracket inside of the open brackets list the number one two three up to ten close the square bracket and close the parenthesis so once you run this program it creates a set of numbers one to ten and saves it as numbers so when you print what you see is a unique set of numbers and it returns the result in curly braces that's one way to easily notice that what you are dealing with is a set the results are returned in curly braces and this brings me to the next method of or pattern by which you could create a set which is just declaring it in a curly braces if you, you declare a variable a collection of items to be stored in the variable and you use a curly brace it's declares them as a set and just like when you want to declare a, a list you just declare a collection of items in square brackets and save it as a variable that variable is seen as a list same applies here but here you use the curly braces to declare sets and the items in it are meant to be unique so where in the cases of having duplicate items or elements as we refer to them in sets uh, mathematically the, the first unique occurrence is what is stored the remaining duplicates or recurrence of that element is ignored so if you have say 1 comma 1 comma 2 comma 3 comma 4 comma 4 
what you do and uh, what you get as the result of running this program is one two three and four there is no duplication there is no repetition of the same element so that's one important thing to note about set well unlike tuples set can be extended it could be um, changed altered that is using the add method just like the append for list you can use add method for set it's just going to add the new element to the end of the set that you already have so that's how you are able to extend an existing set okay so the next thing i'll be talking about here is the set operation just like in mathematics we have set operations here such as union intersect and if you remember vividly your elementary mathematics union means to combine the elements of two sets and where there is a repetition only one occurrence of those sets is stored like we say sets cannot allow duplicate values or duplicate members to exist so if you have a set a which carries the value one two three set b carries the value two three four then you should know of course that in union of these two sets that the union of set a and set b you would have one two three four although set a has two set b has two but because you are having a union operation and sets do not allow for duplicates when combining them only the unique values are allowed to be stored any duplicate value is discarded as far as one of its first occurrence is noted and stored in that set so you would have one two three four as opposed to one two two three four which you'd expect to get so that's how set operation for following that is the intersect operator the intersect operator acts like the and logical operator and here it's able to just check for values that are colliding from both sets so remember our set example which is set a having one two three set b having two three four here we will look at both sets and compare them what values are common to both that is two and three and that is what you get as the result for a an intersect operator when performing set operations and so that is how it's done then we have the difference operator here it's able to tell the difference that what the first set has that the second set does not have and it is it is represented by the minus sign like the subtraction in mathematics so when you say set a minus set b it's going to take set a and check what set a has that set b does not have that is one two three in set a two three four in set b what the return value is going to be is one that is set a has one set b does not have one right well set a has two set b has two set a has three set b has three so one is going to be a return value and that's how you check the difference between two sets and then there is the subset subset is represented as the less than or equal sign and you could actually use um, 
the function is subset to check if a set is a subset of another set so when you say set a less than or equal to set b it evaluates to a boolean value which is a true or false result now when you say set a resulted um, for in this case set a less than or equal to set b is false because set a is not a subset of set b subset means you can get all elements in a particular subset from a superset that is you can get all the elements in set a from the set b right so it evaluates to true or false and that is why you can use a subset to evaluate set a and set b so you say set a dot is subset open bracket set b it will evaluate to false in this example then there is the formal subset which is just the less than sign um, formal subset means yes it has to check if set a is um, derivable from set b and if set a and set b are not the same so when you have set a as one to three set b as one to three yes set a is a subset of set b if you are going to be using less than or equal sign but here using just the less sign less down sign it just tells you that yes check for that but also correlate also check to ensure that set a and set b are not equal so here it evaluates to false if we are using less than or equal sign that is just the generic subset here would have gotten a true value because yes you can get set a from set b you can get one to three from one to three or using a formal subset tells you that okay yeah if you can get it from set b then check to ensure that set b and set a are not in any way uh, identical so it evaluates to false telling you that oh yeah actually set a is a subset of set b but they are the same so we can we cannot regard it as a subset of set b that's how the formal subset plays out then we have the superset which is just the opposite of subset that is greater than or equal to sign is used here and that is to check if set a is comprised of set b when you say set a greater than or equal to set b means set a encompasses set b you can get set b from set a so it's just you flipping the operation and flipping the signs to see how it functions and you can as well use is superset method to check if set a is a superset of set b so you see set a dot is superset open bracket set b close bracket it evaluates to either true or false as the case may be and here also you have the formal superset which checks to ensure that okay set a is a superset of set b but then before i can see true i have to ensure that set a and set b are not the same they are not identical they are not equal so if set a is one two three set b is one two three yes it's set a is a superset of set b because you can get one two three from one two three but they are equal so it evaluates to false the only way it will evaluate to true is when set a is one two three four set b is one two three so yes you can get set b from set a and they are not equal right so that's how the formal superset works so remember um, sets are an ordered collection of items of elements they do not have a sequence by which you can um, access each individual element 
in them and so they are not having indices and they are not having any map so they are not like dictionaries that has key value pairs they are not like lists having index via which you can access them and they they do not allow duplicate values because sets are meant to be unique all right that brings us to the end of um, data structures but just one thing to note in choosing data type or data collection type uh, make sure to choose the right collection type for the right purpose because this is going to drastically or exponentially i might add improve upon your security and efficiency if you are using a key value pair in a place where you're supposed to use the list then there could be there could be a lot of um, inconsistencies there could be data loss uh, you could even find it difficult accessing the data you're trying to retrieve so it's very important to know what the structure of your program is what you want to use the program for and use the proper data collection type to store that data collection and i'll just run over it again remember lists store multiple objects and retain sequence so you can uh, you can reach them using their indices right and you could you could even have duplicate values in lists objects dictionaries store unique key value mapping and can be nested that is you can have a list as a value to a key right so dictionary helps you to do that then tuples store immutable items that is they cannot be changed but they can be duplicates right and you declare them using the parentheses uh, or you just save them using commas to separate the the values so if you're creating a tuple you can just say one comma two comma three and you save it into a variable called number right it creates them as a tuple automatically so that is how to create a tuple and lastly for sets you can use sets to store unique elements where you do not want elements to have duplicacy that is where you use sets and unlike tuples sets can be extended so you can use the add method you know in tuples you cannot extend it per se it is fixed in sets you can add elements to the end of the set and so you can declare set using the set function or by using curly braces to um, list out the elements that you want to be in the set even when you list out elements and they are in duplicates uh, you have multiple occurrence of some elements the set function on its own helps to just sieve out duplicate and retains only unique values unique elements in the set and so that brings us to the end of our discussion on collection types and data structure i hope you really enjoyed the whole series if you are hearing this for the first time you may want to go back to i think two three episodes before now and try to listen to the beginning of the discussion so that you can have a better understanding of uh, where we're coming from and until next time don't forget to keep learning to keep growing and so you can lead watch out for the next episode about python for data science i promise it's going to be interesting we'll be talking about methods functions and the likes just stay tuned and enjoy the ride bye